This is the call for freedom. This is the call for your truest, most authentic self to step forward. This is the call to turn inward and face the darkness and the light that lives within. You're listening to the Divinity Unbridled Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs. My mission is to awaken and inspire your truth from within. I'm bringing you real, unfiltered access to the cosmos and the underworld to the sacred union of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, and to the pathway home to the fullest parts of your soul. Get ready to go deep. Get ready to ignite your internal fire. Get ready to unleash your fullest self. It's time to step into the truth of who you are. I see you, and your soul is beaming. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Divinity Unbridled podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs, and my guests this week are very, very sweet, and they're going to introduce themselves. But I first wanted to just extend my heart and my soul to anyone across the globe that is suffering, who is in fear, who is struggling right now with everything that's shifting and changing. There's so much happening, and I think we really have quite the opportunity to slow down right now, to take a pause and to to get more internal, to get more curious with where we are on our own journeys and where we are as a collective and where we can go as a as a whole, where this this virus and this pause is leading us. So with that, I hope that this episode offers you beam of light and some joy and just some hope for for the future because uh, my guests these are these are part of the future the next generation is the future and um, I think it looks quite bright despite what is what is happening currently across the globe so with that I hope you enjoy and I'm sharing quite a bit of content and resources and art and writing on social media and on the blog so if you're looking for something to access please feel free to look into that and i hope you enjoy this episode so this podcast is called divinity unbridled so this is really about letting yourself shine through so there's nothing you can't say don't hold back you can speak whatever feels like it needs to be spoken Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, so I think I'm going to say just like a little prayer. We can take a few breaths together and then I might just ask questions and we can chat and just see how things unfold. Cool. Okay. Does that sound good? Sounds okay. great. Sounds great. So why don't we all just close our eyes. And let's just take three breaths in together. Deep breath in through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more. And last one. 
call in my guides and spirits to hold us so that we can express and be a beacon of hope for people who are listening to have a source of joy and love and freedom as they're listening to this podcast in what we're going to share and what what we're going to offer to the world. Okay. So I think let's start by, we can go around in a circle and maybe introduce yourself with your name, your age, and something that you want the audience listening to know about you. Okay, um, my name's Abigail, and I'm seven, about to turn eight, and something that I would like you guys to know about me is I like to sing, I like to act, and I like to play. Lovely. Um, I'm Avalon, I'm 13, and... I like to be creative. I do a lot of different stuff. Great. Um, I'm Xander. I'm also 13. And I, while, while I'm not particularly spiritual, I do think that all of the whole ideas of a lot of religious and spiritual stuff is extremely interesting. And I'm very excited to learn more about this year. Great. Okay, so I think the first thing I want to ask is when you said your name. Oh, you're right. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Hannah. I am 29, about to turn 30. Woo! Yeah, woo! Something I'd like the audience to know about me is I am quite curious and fascinated by the youth and the awareness and consciousness of the three of you and what I'm witnessing when I speak to you and when I hear um, you guys are experiencing and sharing, so I'm very excited to have you here. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So... When you guys close your eyes and you feel into your heart, what do you feel? Mm. What kind of energy do you feel or what what thoughts come to mind? What do you see? Uh, I feel joyful and happy and I just feel like it's I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad you're here too. Um, that's hard. I I could like describe like physically how it feels, but I think it depends like what kind of a mood I'm in. It does. But I think like physically, I can actually like kind of feel it more in my stomach than in my heart. I don't know where your actual like I know where your actual heart is, but like I feel more in my stomach. Like you know, some some people they feel anxiety different places. I kind of feel everything in my stomach. And then it kind of like goes up through my throat, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
different description. What's interesting about what you're pointing is your stomach, but this is actually your third chakra. Yeah. It's so that one. your stomach is lower. So like that's really that must that's be. like your um, your will, <laughs> your uh, your solar plexus. It's like where your your power center. So it's pretty interesting that that's where you feel your heart. Yeah. Well, I don't know. For me, I just kind of get this picture in my mind of this bubble of green. I, I don't know why, but it's the color green on the outside and blue on the inside. Kind of enveloping around me. Kind of coming out of my heart area. Um, no clue what the significance of that is. It's just, that's what I picture whenever I do that. Cool. Well, I think that I could be wrong, but I think the heart is is the um, the green chakra. If you're oh. looking at the, it's a couple. It's, it's love. Color. Heart is of uh, well, love is green. Green. It's a so color green. That's interesting. Oh. That that's Most right. people cool. think it's envy, but it's like yeah. if you if this is the scientific meaning of it is. Love. Yeah. So. Wow, that's really cool. I never yeah. knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. I didn't know that green was. When you said that, I was like, well, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> So what does what does freedom mean to you? Um, well, it means to me like everyone has s- somewhere to go, a nice safe place to live, enough food, enough water, um, and everyone has friends and they can play and have a good life. Mm. I think that freedom is like, I think... I think it's what you make it. I don't think that it's any one thing. But I think that we all kind of have freedom, at least. Like, you have freedom over what you think some of the time. And everything you do, whether, even if you're a slave, like, even though some people had really hard lives and they fought for, like, physical freedom and, like, the freedom to choose their lifestyle and everything, everybody has the freedom of what they do. They still could take a step or they couldn't take a step, you know. So everybody can choose what they want to do Hmm. yeah well freedom to me is freedom to get to express your feelings and know how you are feeling and not be um not be discriminated against for sharing what you actually feel even if you feel it you're still not free unless you can share that feeling. So freedom is expression? Yeah, I I feel like freedom to a certain extent is the ability to express. Anyone else have anything to add to that? I guess it's just your choices, I think. Like, you know, like I said, like what you choose to do, but I feel like there's like, if I looked at free, if I was like to draw a picture of freedom, I would draw it as like kind of like a staircase or like levels something like that because there's oh, there's really like that. there's yeah. mental freedom like what I was saying like the choice of what you think or like your opinions right and then you there's the freedom to, to express it and then there's the freedom to do like physically like do things with your body or like there's the freedom to be able to do it because even people that might not they even even if they're in paralyzation like they they still have the freedom to think but they don't necessarily have like 
the top freedom to go do something about it. That's actually a really very interesting visual. I mm. never thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess there are different kind of levels of freedom. Yeah, I guess you're right. And how do you think we go from one level to the other? Hmm. Um, well, I think it depends on what situation. Um, there's still a lot of different staircases that need to be climbed. Some of them are climbed. Some of them really aren't. I feel like even if there's steps on the staircases that are different levels of freedom, there's also, like, literally different staircases because people have different situations of life. Some people don't ever think about freedom. Some people are, like, born with awareness of freedom, I guess. So, like, Xander's mom was actually doing the star charts a while ago, and I was like, mm-hmm. my friends don't think like me, and I don't think like my friends, so we do very different things, and it, it has something to do with, like, where you start off, you know? So some people just take a different staircase, and they don't really worry about freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also feel like there are certain staircases that, not necessarily individuals, but maybe um, societies in general need to climb up, like how we are still climbing up stuff like accepting LGBTQ and racism, sexism, all, like all of those kinds of things are societal staircases. Ooh, politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is, the staircase is a very good way to put it, yeah. Um, I think that the staircases is a good way to put it too, and... Yeah, I might agree with everything that you guys said. And so you said uh, you were talking about awareness mm-hmm. and how we are sort of maybe born with certain awareness and then we yeah. step into perhaps different societies or different cultures that offer us, we're ta- if we're talking about the staircase, mm-hmm. depending on where we're born into, we sort of can determine... Staircase. Which staircase we start off at. Some people just don't get to the highest level of freedom or they don't worry about it because they don't, like, I feel like some people are just born with a mind that doesn't really think about spirituality in a way, which isn't a bad thing and at least it's just the way that they think. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think if someone is in perhaps a staircase that is on the limiting side, we're very lucky where we live that we, we're in a staircase of immense freedom mm-hmm. right we have yeah. A, a, yeah. A, a sort of a limitless staircase to climb yeah. because of I the guess. freedom that we have and where we're in Santa Barbara I mean we we really are quite blessed what do you think about someone who's in a staircase that is more limiting or more constricted how do you think they can go from that staircase and get to another one because Ultimately, we want people to be able to... People that don't have as many options as we do here, I think that they are the people where they're they're born during, like, a time that, like, whether they were born with mental spirituality, they might not realize it because people who are living in, like, poverty in certain parts of worlds, I don't think that they, they're mostly, I think they're mostly thinking about day by day, you know? So they might not be considering the bigger picture. I think here we have so many, so much time to think. Because we don't have to be worrying about like where our food comes from, so then surviving. Yeah, so yeah, surviving. So we have enough time to ponder it, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. some people, they don't have that time, so they don't ponder right. it. And sometimes there are many things that can be blockades to the staircases. Like, sometimes it's just the situation that you're in. You can't climb up the staircase and also fight for your survival mm-hmm. at the same time sometimes it feels like. Yeah. And there's like I feel like there's mental staircases and then there's like there's physical staircases to freedom and then there's mental staircases to awareness. Mm, like I, yeah, that's like some people don't really uh, be aware. I think when we transport to higher and higher staircases as we grow up Mm. and learn more and more about freedom and Mm -hmm. just life in general. I didn't think anything about spirituality when I was until I was 11. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what did that, what prompted that? I stopped eating. (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) depression because I'm not, I don't have depression but it was like, I was like because until I felt like until I was 11, I didn't really think about my life. I was like, I'm living. Yay. Yeah, you're a child. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's yes. pretty much the epitome of childhood. Yeah. I mean, you're still, I'm still a child, but like not so much yeah. anymore. We're teenagers. <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> okay, yeah. Teenagers are put under a bad light. Stereotypes. Yeah. Abba, <laughs> enjoy your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So going back to when you were eleven, so I'm curious, what did that, what did that when you well, the first time you thought of it, how did that happen? One day I realized like, well I was like, what's the well like Xander, this is, I was like, what's the point of living? Like I it was literally like that question which you can't really answer because. Somebody said it's 42, and then other people just make up their own reasons, I guess. So that was, like, the question. And then I was, like, I was so set in my mind about having to know the answer. Like, I was, like, if I don't know the answer, then something's wrong because I have to know the answer. I'm kind of, like, an overachiever. Like, I have to make too many friends or I have to be right. I'm kind of, like, OCD in that way. So I was, like, if I don't know the answer, then something's wrong. So I was just, but then Xander was saying the same thing about when he used to go to his grandma's church. Oh, oh. This, this is, yeah. This is my story here. Okay, so. And then I'll connect the dots when he's done. Cool. I used to be Christian, but not because I really chose to be. It was just my, mm-hmm. my dad's side of the family was just Christian. I went to the churches. I kind of accepted it but then I then mm-hmm. when I was 11 mm-hmm. I went through this kind of stage of just thinking like I realized I don't really believe a lot of that stuff and then you're like well then what do I believe then it's like kind of a drop off you're like oh okay yeah, then <laughs> exactly that I kind of went through that period and for a while I was atheist I really in- unless I was going to be shown or feel absolute proof to myself. I was never going to believe that there was any sort of higher power. And then one day I did. I think, yeah, I was 12. And I did have this experience. And I just, I just realized that there was definitely something out there. I didn't know what it is. 
and I still don't. And yeah, it it was mm-hmm. Alma. Uh, she's in. Oh. Yeah, she's. It's a it's a word for mother. Oh, I. Alma is mother in. Indian. In Indian. Some, in yeah. some form of Indian. Indian. Yeah. Hindi or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So she's. I don't remember exactly, and if my dad were here, he could tell me because it was his Father's Day present that I went with him. Um, and yeah, it really changed my life. I realized that there was really something else out there. But until then, you're kind of just floating around, you know? Yeah. But was... you used to say that your stomach would hurt when you went there because you didn't know. Oh, right. You didn't know why, so. When I was. And then I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. I don't know why. And then I was like, oh. yeah. that's why I stopped eating because my stomach hurt. It wasn't like a depression, stop eating. Some people do that. I was just, didn't feel like eating. Yeah, I always <laughs> felt really nauseous when I was in my grandma's church. And for the longest time, I had no clue why. I think it's just because I don't agree with a lot of the stuff they say there, even it's, if subconsciously. Cause I it's no just hard when saying. adults are telling you that something's mm-hmm. right your whole life. And then you kind of like have the freedom to question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, so what does that feel like when you when you have been told, perhaps, I don't know if that's true, that things are a certain way and it doesn't even have to be yeah. with religion or spirituality, but just well, we grow up as this is how I structure. Like, this is how I told my mom, like I was explaining it to her um, in the car the other day. I felt like when I, would, when I was like until 11, there was like a ground, you know, like imagine like a really tall skyscraper that does not have a bottom. And I'm at the very top when I'm little. And then when I was, like, when I started, like, questioning things and I fell to the next floor until, like, my brain came up with an answer and the, I caught myself again, you know? And then I just questioned myself again, you know, so then I kept falling. And so it felt like I was falling until I could come up with something to stand on. And then for the longest time I thought that because after – because then I'd look back up, you know, at, like, the, the ruins of all the other things. I thought that sounds really cheesy, but – it's okay. Um, and I, and I would be like, easy. and I'd be like, then those were wrong. And I would be like, well, I thought something wrong. So then that time that I thought that was wrong, but then I had to kind of like realize that it wasn't wrong. It was right then. It's just not right now. Um, I'm going back to when it was church. Right now, I'm in the state where I, I don't agree with most of the things because I been learning a little bit more of different kinds of things and I think the other kind of things I've been learning kind of knock like push the uh, the the church away Mm -hmm. like what kinds of things like I've been learning more about God and the ways that the church put it is just confusing Mm. and I think that maybe like, there is Jesus, but I just feel like the church was just putting, like, a lot of things that weren't true together. Yeah. Okay, so and I wish people listening could see you because what you're doing with your body is with you're taking your hands like it's constricting around you. Yeah. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. So I'm going to, because I'm going to try to understand this. So what you're saying is you do feel like there definitely is a God and Jesus probably was a big thing, but a lot of the stories from, like, the Bible you think are just that, stories that make, that are compiled to create the religion. Is that 
what you were basically and it's just like it's making my beliefs a little bit smaller when I did listen. So now you're smushing mm-hmm. them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're kind of and now cradling your arms together mm-hmm. in a way. That... And right now I'm just trying to make them go out again. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep believing? Is that what you want to do? I want to believe in what sounds correct. So you want to um you want to create your own reality of what you really believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever think I've used this analogy out loud, but I've always, I've been thinking it for so long. I feel like everybody lives in their own world. They don't, they, we all live on the same planet. I got so scared the other way. Sorry. Wait, really quick. I got so scared the other day. I was like, what if I'm the only person alive and everybody else is an illusion? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. No, but it's like, that was like what I thought. I was like, what if I'm the only person? But I've never heard the philosophy. And I was like, wait, what if I'm the only person alive and everything else is an illusion? Like, Uh, that's actually what I sometimes think. But what would be so wrong with that? I was just scary to think I'm the only person on Earth because I rely on so many people. I used people. to do that all the time. I Me too. I used to do that Anyways, all the time. Anyways, keep going with what you were saying. I, I also um, but used so, to do um, that. I feel like everybody lives on their own world, in their own reality. Some people believe in one God who has control over everything. Some people believe in different versions of that one God. Some people believe in many gods. Some people believe in no gods. And... There are also so many other things that makes each person have a different reality from the next. Does that make it wrong? Does that make their reality other no. people's? And no. I, and I feel like I'm just at asking the, same time, the question. Nobody's reality is wrong. They're all different. And none of them are actually right. None. Of, well, I mean, they could. They're right to the person that believes them. And to that person, their reality is correct. Yes. So what do you think is the thing that is a commonality between all of those realities that are so different across everyone's experiences? I think we all have the same body, relatively. Um, So I think everybody has the same limitations in the same area. Like a more physical... physical We all have physical limitations, and we all mostly have mental limitations. We all... Mm -hmm still don't know what the point of life is nobody knows that but people Everybody put it but because ideas. people want to know that so bad then i think that's why religions were created mm-hmm. so that people can have a steady ground under them that they can just believe in enough to like keep living because that's our instinct so we all have instincts we all have um mental blockages and we all have physical boundaries so i think that's what connects people even if they don't want to be connected yeah i um, the way, something that you said there made me remember, the way I've always thought of religion, um, after I became not Christian anymore, I always thought that religion was a way to create truths. It was a way to tell yourself why something happened. Um, it was a way to tell you the answers and I feel like that developed into what we now know as religion. I always wonder why why we why we have to be like why people had to create religions if even if they don't know what the point of life is. Like 
it's, it's like, so but why have, do we need to know that? Why why, why can't we, we just answers? why because why can't we human, just keep living? Because humans, I feel like, always need to have a feeling of control. Mm. They always mm. need to feel in control over life. So if they know this stuff, I still like I feel like I'm falling until something. So I wouldn't feel. I would feel awful, and then I'd probably just die. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have some sort but of answer, but I don't answer, know why it seems like a wrong. It seems like every human's OCD in that, right? Because yeah. we all need something to be perfect. Um, I feel like when you find your ground and your sets of boundaries, your spirituality, your rights, and your freedom, you can. You're just floating. And you're floating to every little place that you've been before. And you're just in your perfect zone. Right. Your world gets perfected, maybe. It gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it offers you a lot more possibilities when you... Yeah. Like, because when you don't... Because when you're falling, you obviously don't have the possibilities that were up there anymore. Because you just have the possibilities that are down there, which aren't really great possibilities <laughs> what about this idea that if you're falling it it also opens up to a ton of possibilities that you wouldn't have access to at the top of that skyscraper because i this is going to sound really weird but like going to greek mythology really quickly the underworld mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the upper world and for some reason it has been made sense and people have agreed on this which is something important that people have collectively agreed on one idea even if not all people but some people at least that down is not as good as up Mm. people Mm. rock bottom not a good thing but when you're soaring up when your business finances are going up then they're good right so so it's like putting value on something that's good the underworld hades down there and then zeus whatever I'm not a Greek mythologist, don't judge me, <laughs> is up there. So when I'm falling, I always feel like it's black down there, and then when I'm going up, it's like white up there, and you have way more good possibilities up here and way more bad possibilities but possibly good possibilities down there. Like, I'm not trying to be closed-minded, but, like, that's, like, how my brain puts it, and, and it's hard to break that, like, mm-hmm. wall, like, turn it upside down. So are do you think that when you get more knowledge – your possibilities are falling down and you start losing sight of what of where you are my my funny thing is i'm always afraid of learning new things in school i want to learn new things but i'm always afraid of getting like cultured or like i'm always afraid of learning new things because i feel like whenever i learn new things it's another wall that i have to sort out in my head or it's another like drawer of all these things that people believe that I don't believe in so I have to like sort through them you know so I was like I don't like learning new things like that I don't know if that answers your question but I'm always afraid of learning new things that could make me have to think about them in a way so in spirit of that I'd love to go back to the 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 dark the light where you said you feel like down as a sort of collective we associate down with bad or dark Mm -hmm. with bad and up soaring white with good right Mm -hmm. so what do you think some opportunities are in both places that Um, maybe don't define it as good or bad uh i i can't answer your question but i feel like some people 
live down in the black and it's just a lot harder for them to live their life out in a good, nice place. Mm -hmm. And then when you're up here and up in the good, it's like it's easier. You still have to think about things, but it's easier to live out your life in good. And then when you're in the middle, like you're just touching the ground, you're not at the top. It's just hard, just, yeah. but it you can but you can still have a good life, and you could climb back up easier. The than weird, the, dark. the weird thing is, is that when I put my two analogies together, the down is dark and up is light, and then the tower, like the endless skyscraper, where you fall and there's like different roofs. Mm -hmm. Um, when I think of the skyscraper, I don't think is the bottom, the next story down is worse than the next, than the one above it, I think that that just turns light. It's like like a white mm. light. Just everything that it touches like gets white still. Okay. So everything moving down is still white. Still white. But still in the under you light. Black. Yeah, so then when I think, I just think that it's everything above you is better than it is below you. Mm. So even if you're at the very, very, very bottom even the very, very, very worst that's not the worst. Like, any of the stuff above you, however bad it is, it's just better. So when you felt like you were sort of down in the darker places, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. how did you get back up? Well, that's what I did. I just created another floor under me, oh. which kept falling through. Okay. So my mm -hmm. point, I was just trying to find one that wouldn't break, and then they all broke, and then I was kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, um, I, yeah, I really think this is a, this is a really a interesting conversation. Idea. You never yeah. get to have these conversations. Why yeah. do you think we don't have these conversations? Because people are judgmental. Yeah, people are, people are very, uh, it's very hard to find the right person to talk to about this kind of stuff. It's a modern thing to talk about. Well, so why do you, didn't talk why do you about think that before? people are judgmental? Like, even your best friend, you can't always talk to about every little detail about your life and what you think. Because people have closed off their minds. Um, people have closed off their minds, so then when they hear, and they haven't even considered that they might ever think something like that, so then when they hear somebody thinking something new, I'm not a religious person, but like, Jesus came with that new idea, you know, and then everybody mobbed him, so... When somebody comes with a new idea, people just don't, generally don't like it. Um, and to give another example for that, I'm in social studies right now. I'm learning about Islam. And when Muhammad came to the giant cube, which I'm forgetting the name of, um, and he told everyone that their idols were fake and there was only one god, they attempted to kill him, which failed then they banished him out of the city because they didn't like the new ideas. Yeah. The so where do you think that... What do you think when people are banishing or they're judging or they're trying to... Sounds like what you're saying, make that idea smaller. Yeah. What do you? Th why do you think they're doing that? I think they're mortified inside. I That's scared. what I think because when I watch somebody perform up on the stage and I'm, I literally feel for them. Like I'm like, I'm terrified and... People take, they misread the feeling that they get. I mean, I'm pointing to my stomach because that's where I feel everything. But when people get a feeling for somebody else, I think that all people feel for other people. I think they misjudge it for 
not liking that person's performance in that mm-hmm. case, not, mm-hmm. in that example that I'm giving. So then that's what they think. But I think it's really just because they're feeling for that person, but they kind of twist it around to be the other way. Like, they don't like that person, even if they do. See, I think that's an interesting idea, but the way I see it is people are scared of new ideas, getting new ways of knowing something. They want to know it how they know it. They don't want to change their opinion. Like I said, I don't want to learn new things like that. Right, it scares you to learn new things because it might change what it I might have. change what you, the and idea you that you have go, and show you that there's something else and that gives feels gives you the feeling of maybe not I stable don't ground want all to the options on. that I have right now to go away mm-hmm. like I don't want the option to like eat whatever I want or the option to go draw a picture if I want to draw a picture because I feel like if I'm falling then I just have to think the whole time <laughs> yeah because think you, to try to stop falling like you just you just like you'll just like you think like you'll just fall farther down Mm-hmm. And if you learn something new about this kind of stuff. And then, in a way, I do fall farther down, but I, when I find a new ground, then I'm just the same as I was way up Yeah, it's the not top. the levels aren't better or worse yeah, than one they're not another. Numbered. It's just a different place, a different level of knowing. We're afraid of new places. People yeah. don't realize that they're not afraid of dying. People aren't afraid of dying. They're afraid of something new, and they're afraid of the pain, which is normal. Yeah. People aren't afraid of dying. Yeah. Can you explain that a little more? Well, if you think about it, dying is not necessarily a bad thing. People are just afraid of pain, losing people. If you get hit by a car, that's going to hurt. So people don't like pain. And people are afraid of a new place. But nobody so that fear nobody knows unknown. what dying is like. So yes. they can't be afraid of dying. They're just afraid of something new. Yeah, I, okay. something that I've been People say about. dying is lovely. People... Um, Not that I won't die, I would never do the, that. Okay. <laughs> um, something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is why people are so scared of things like the coronavirus and stuff. Um, and the conclusion I've kind of come to is it's a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, it's a fear of having no control over it. When you die, you don't know what's actually going to happen. You don't know, you have no control over how you're going to die, what's going to happen, and... People get wrapped up in that. And I think that scares people, not having control and not knowing. So how do you think, if someone's feeling afraid of the unknown or of not having control, how do you think they find some comfort? Because the unknown seems to be sort of a constant you have to right? find something real. yeah you i think you have to you have to find something that doesn't change you like yeah the beach or, that doesn't change it might people might diminish it but like you have to find somewhere that's not built by somebody that at least for me like something means something something that comes that's in nature. real like because then you know that it's not going to change soon or you so, could just go somewhere where you know that you love and it just calms your body down. Like where? Like, I like to go to the beach because I can mm-hmm. walk there and it's just really easy and there's lots of nature around me and it's just, it has, and the ocean just makes the sand by rocks. It's just really calming the sound. Well, for me, whenever I get into that place of thinking 
a bit too much about that kind of stuff. What I like to do is I is to calm myself down. I put on my music. I turn, I put on my headphones and listen to some music. Um, and I think a little bit strangely. Thinking is the way I get out of thinking. That's 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 how I feel. But yeah, yeah. I also feel like everything else seems pointless because all I need to do is think so that I can find like another point to something. Yeah, like. You like I like to think of how does that water never run out? How does that stuff keeps on happening? So you how like does to... this never ever stop? Like how does this rhythm keep on going? At over? the beat. And like yeah. like in music, there's like a, usually like a beat sometimes, like a common beat. What does love feel like? Well, um, that's, that's hard. A very interesting question. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, huh. I wish you guys that are listening could see all of their faces right now oh. because yeah. there's pondering happening. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, love is just infinite. And what kind of love, though? You any whatever. What is love? <laughs> that's my well, question. I can't. I can't. I can't say what love feels like unless I know what it is. Uh, well, because I technically don't know what a heart is. Like, okay, that sounds really stupid. I'm not stupid. Don't worry. Like, there's the heart that pumps blood to your body, but I don't think that's where love comes from. Where no, do you think no. love? Where do you think love comes from? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, if you want to get yeah. extremely scientific, it's, it's, it's your brain. Um, but it's chemical reactions in your brain. But what causes the chemical reactions? Besides chocolate. I know that one and I don't need chocolate so obviously I have a lot less love than all of you guys. <laughs> I know, I don't think so. Well, to answer the question, it feels like for me, when I love something, again, really depends on what kind of love. Um, Are there different kinds of love? Yes. Yes. I, you it's, can have a love like a... Uh, like I love my like sister. I love my... You don't have a sister. I, yeah. <laughs> I am your brother. <laughs> I just you got, are my sister. Uh, uh, I just got into your mind and said sister. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I could say that I love Abigail, my sister, um, <laughs> and I love my mom. And I love my cat. Yes, our cat, Vox. <laughs> I love What else Foxy do you Vox. love that's not your family, though? Um, I love my friends. I love a lot of things. I love music. I I love my stuffies. <laughs> Her stuffed animals, yeah. Mm. What well, um, do you think? I think, Abba, you seem like you had something to say when I asked what love feels like. Is that true? Yeah, but it's just hard because, well, I think love is just when you're with something or someone, it's just like the energy that it's giving off, even if it's not alive. It was created by someone that was alive, and it mm-hmm. could be something that you're feeling for that thing. Or like, like if you have like, if you got a stuffy when yeah. you were like 
a baby. You have something and you feel mm-hmm. something with it. So you you say that love is something that has been created by somebody or somebody's energy has been put into it. But do you think, this is kind of a weird question, but in science we're learning about um, like the time periods, like different time periods. Um, and so like the Hadean period, there was literally nothing alive. There literally nothing like bacteria was not a thing everything was dead so do you think love was possible when yes. there was nothing alive because there's nothing to put energy into anything i'm sure Besides that there was the wind and well That's i'm still sh- energy though yeah but you 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 explained like inanimate objects you can love them because somebody has made them or they've been created by somebody or I'm not trying to say that, but I just tried to say something because I'm just like, that's one kind Mm -hmm. that you could put it, Mm -hmm. but there's Um, many ways that it could happen. Well, I guess to try to answer better than I have, um, it's a particular feeling, and you know how Avalon feels all her stuff in her, like, stomach, third chakra area? I always feel mine in the middle of my throat. When when I'm sick, it's like maybe a little bit down here and almost everything is up here. If I am feeling really happy, yeah, it's Xander, up here. you you rub your when yeah. you were nervous in class, you Yeah, I, when when I'm nervous, I grab onto the skin on my neck and I kind of rub it. Like I, my feelings kind of <gasps> rest in my neck. <laughs> So it sounds like <laughs> what love feels like is sort of an unknown. I've literally right? yes. no yes. idea. Yes. Okay, so can we do an experiment? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Close your eyes. I like getting this And think about something or someone that you love. And you're thinking about it in your brain, and then see what it feels like if you let that feeling travel through your body. Notice where. Oh, I don't. I feel ooh. like a warm Oops. little. Ooh, 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 I don't like that. Oh my god. It's like it. It feels like there's just a weird type of cold. Cold. Interesting. I don't know why, but <laughs> when I when I try to relieve, your love must be dead. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about my cat. Oh, and, and wait, I, which cat? Uh, box. Okay. I didn't even think about Stanford. Um, yeah. But I I originally got this kind of feeling in my throat. Don't know how to describe it. Um, but then when I let it go, it didn't necessarily feel like a physical cold. But oh, okay. okay, it was yeah, like I, um, I don't know. It felt like I don't know how. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like, did it have like a color to it, or you? Well, if I had thought about it a bit more, I could have. Probably well, you could close your eyes again. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's try it again. Um, Let me try it. Yeah. My um, neck started it... tingling, and then my leg muscles went like <laughs> weird. I felt all warm and <laughs> just felt <laughs> so warm. But like, I felt warm in like my blood Ooh. and like everything around it, and like my skin, like right under my skin. It also felt like everything in my body just felt warm, and um. And I, uh, mm. and I got like this tingly thing, feeling. So, okay, let's, um, to wrap it back, uh, I just tried again, and 
interestingly, it was blue-orange. Oh, It was a hot and cold colors that somehow mixed together in a really beautiful color. Ooh. I love that color. Blue and orange, except they don't mix, but it's like that pretty color that you sometimes think of that's like so pretty but it doesn't like you can't actually mix it it's like it doesn't actually, it's like marbled it can't kind like of, but physically like, exist but it it but does it's you, like when light overlaps and it's pretty but it's not brown yeah that that's what it felt like yeah it's like the polar or the northern lights mm. that's not how i felt i just got what tingly. did you feel this tingle i felt like this like weird like I guess if I thought about it, it could be considered cold. Yeah. But, like, I feel like stuff was, like, getting, like, it was only in, like, straight parts of my body. My arms were bent, so I didn't feel anything. But my legs were straight. And, like, oh this, like, thing like, went through them and then through my neck. Did you feel a yellow color? Uh, yeah, I did. I knew it. How did I know that? <clears throat> I, I was looking at you closing your eyes just a few seconds ago. And I could tell that it, your color was yellow. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually tell that it, yours was like an orangey kind of, like a warm, but it was also cold. Huh. I could tell huh. that part. But I guess that's a sort of sibling connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have that connection. I'm not your sister. <laughs> so as we're sort of getting ready um, to wrap up, what do you think about the world that you want to create because you guys are seven, almost eight, and thirteen. So what what do you think about about the world and um well in I don't know. I feel like um going back to the freedom bit, I feel like in the world that I would want to create, I would want everybody who has their own staircases to have no blockages from climbing up there. Do you mean like mental staircases or mental. Like economic staircases? Mental, mental stair- staircases. Do you think that would work though? Because I feel like everybody like has their own, I, like... I mean, I don't want there to... I feel like the world I created would be very similar to this world. This world has a lot of good things which a lot of people take for granted, but I feel like one thing that's a big challenge is to take a line from the good place. Mm. We are focusing on the us versus them. I would wish that we didn't have that. There was no um, feeling of like there are, we are different from them. And like, the LGBTQ like, community, um, which has very recently... I just want to add on, like, like mm-hmm. no one feels excluded, no one feels like they're, like, like an outsider. Like, Do you think that yeah. can help people, though? I feel like I wouldn't change anything. I feel like I wouldn't change anything, because, like, I feel like if everybody was the same or we had the same access to everything, then there would be nothing for people to, like, think uh, about. Like, there would be no... Well, Spirituality, no, if people were that's all... not exactly what I I'm know. You didn't saying. mean like they're the same, but I mean like if nobody had mental blockages, and I know it's not fair to some people, but like my life isn't fair, which is upsetting. But right, I I just I would want a world where 
nobody is discriminated against for things they can't control. And everyone has their own chance to go through the staircases that they need to go through and have nothing that stops them from seeing those staircases. Um, the, um, the world that I would create would be, well, no sicknesses, um, <laughs> Alright, I'm balancing my ring on my nose. <laughs> it looks like you're just going out for your mouth. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Uh, I would create a world where um, I'm going to kind of bounce off your idea a little bit. My idea. Uh-huh. What's she pointing to me? Uh, Xander. <laughs> my brother. Uh, um, and, like, you could, you can climb up your staircases, but there's nothing that keeps you, if you need to fall, you fall. But... That's what I was saying, yeah. You, oh. You, you go through your own journey, but there are no real outside things. External blocks. Ex- what you're external about. blocks that stop you. Can I keep on going to what I was doing, then we can come back to you? Yeah, yes. I don't really want to change anything. But I think it's pretty perfect. <laughs> okay, yeah, I want to hear what you're doing. Okay, um, and uh, I would just make sure that if there would be no bullying, because that would just make you feel down and your heart would just feel cold. Yeah, that would be one of those external blockages I was uh-huh. talking about. Yeah, and like, um, I would just say that you can only go up and you can only go back down. I mean, when you are a baby, you have not created a thing, so you're at the bottom. So you can only go up, but then you can only go down. So I think mm-hmm. what you're trying to say here mm-hmm. is that you can is that you are is that your world is where you're in control of yourself. You can go how you need to go up and down the staircases. Yes, basically. Okay. And if anyone tries to block you down, you could just push them off and say, no, this is my life. And you could just say, no, this is my life. I want to stay like this. And I'm climbing up my staircases. You are making me go down. Hmm. You know what that's called? What? A boundary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really want cornbread. I think yeah. I would have a house made out of cornbread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just to add on to my world a little bit. <laughs> um, so, did you have something else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would just say, if anyone tries to knock you down, you just set a boundary, and you can just you can only you start at the bottom, you rise up, and you fall down, and you rise up. That's literally what humans do. Yeah. That's a um, and the hand motion you were making here was you were, um, you were like rising your hand up and then, but at a diagonal and then making it fall down, um, further forward and then rising it up again. Yeah. So is that like the timeline, like as life moves on, cause life has to keep yeah. going this yeah. way. It can't really go up or down. Yeah. Like right. you're going on to different staircases. Right. Okay. So and like you're going up, but then you also have to go to a different staircase and you start at the bottom. 
interesting so almost each section of your journey on a different staircase you start again at the bottom mm-hmm. right yeah is that I like that idea yeah mm-hmm. oh, I like that idea I like starting at the top <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I think it's brilliant yeah <laughs> so to wrap up is there something that each of you would like to leave our listeners with um, I'll go last okay something that you'd like last. to like to share or have them contemplate or just anything you feel like you want to be your closing remarks um well something that I like to think about and I would like other people to think about is try to figure out what staircases you need to go up that you are not yet going through um I would just say, if you can't find your staircase, talk to someone. And I, today, I've never really thought about those questions, and now I feel different than I did. So I would say, talk to someone that you could talk about everything with. So do you mean that when you talk with someone, it perhaps opens your view or your yes. your opinions to something broader yeah Mm -hmm. so more communication with one another about what we think yeah what we believe Hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i would just say to like remember that whatever you believe isn't wrong even if you move on to believing something else because stuff in your life happened and it's affecting your life right now so that can't be wrong because life isn't wrong And, oh, um, the thing that I wanted to say was I want to quote Xander's shirt, which is just something to contemplate, like the last words of the podcast. Um, I wonder if clouds stare at us and comment on our shapes. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Divinity Unbridled. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to be inspired through writing, speaking, and art, Please follow me at Divinity Unbridled on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, and subscribe to my newsletter at divinityunbridled.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.